0: What's up, Video Landers? I'm your host, Dr. Diamond Doug. Triple D! And with me tonight is my co-host with the most, Mr. Miggity Mac! Mm, mm, mm. Quick reminder, you can find us on AdventuresInVideoLand.com or on our Facebook page at AdventuresInVideoLand. We are Critics with Attitude. In many of the AV podcasts, you'll hear some bad language, Uh, but that's not really our style, mm -mm. so we'll try to keep this rated PG-13 with some chest bursts, flashing lights, and evil corporations. Also, spoiler alert, if you don't want tonight's movie ruined, pause the episode, watch the movie, come back later. With that said, tonight, we'll be talking about season eight, Pantheon, nomination number eight. Alien!
1: In space, no one can hear you scream.
0: Nominated by Matthew Wade, guest voter John Shippey. But before we get to any of that, let's chat about Pantheon. Let's. Mr.
1: Miggity Mac. What is Pantheon? Pantheon are movies that hit on all cylinders. Acting, directing, script, score, cinematography, special effects. They are essential viewing. They have that X factor that, je ne sais quoi. Don't know what that means. Never gets old. They are the best of their genre. There are nine members on the AV Council, and every three weeks, a council member will nominate a movie like this one. Everyone on the council either uh, votes either yes or no with their reasons, a little write up they put in there. In addition, there's a guest voter, as you mentioned, John Shippy this time, and the Facebook poll itself. Counts as another vote. So a total of eleven votes. Each movie needs a two thirds majority, which is seven yes votes to get in and become Pantheon. So we've looked
0: at seven movies so far this season, and just uh we'll uh talk about which made it in and which did not. Sure. So uh I'll name a movie you give me the uh yay or nay in the votes on. Huh? Yay!
1: Oh too early, sorry. The Florida Project. Ah, nay. Six out of eleven. The Blob. Nope. Only four yeses. Goodfellas. You'd think yes, but no. Only six yeses. Controversial, for Controversial. sure. Tropic Thunder, eight yes votes. It is in. Scott Pilgrim versus the World, also eight votes for yes. It is in. And Fantastic Mr. Fox, nine of eleven. The council is a
0: sucker for
1: Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson. Hook, only four of eleven. Robin Williams fails again. One
0: of these days, Robin Williams will get in uh, to the pantheon. We'll we'll see. So we'll start. How about before we chat about Alien, the movie, let's chat because this is a a bit of a scary movie. Yeah. Say, what
1: were the most memorable scary movies from your youth? Hmm. I would say starting early on, and I've mentioned this before on the Pantheon Companion. Is the King Kong movie, like the uh, 1950s, 60s, I think a 60s era one mm-hmm. with the stop, uh, 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 stop stop motion. Stop motion, right? Claymation almost. Yeah. Yeah. I found that to be quite frightening. Very scary. Big monsters. You know, battles with the giant the dinosaurs or Moving pictures, and all of that. All of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm used to the, I'm just used to the <laughs> piano at it, player yeah. in the corner.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Looking at still photos.
1: <laughs> maybe uh, the, My, my the, stereograph. Your, or your
0: oscilloscope. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
1: no uh, that was an early one Uh, later uh, this movie in fact I saw in the theater as well as Jaws around the same time period both of those I thought were just you know crazy scary in a great way loved it loved the thrill scary in a way that gave me nightmares for a long time the original Evil Dead Uh, Nineteen eighty something, especially
0: the chick under in
1: the the basement,
0: the the witch in the the basement, just cackling away at the bottom of the
1: stairs, just freaked me out. How about you? So um, I was I I
0: was just chatting, literally chatting about this with my family tonight because I had mentioned that I worked with a guy at Purdue, uh, Glenn Sparks, who is Professor Glenn Glenn Sparks, studies comedy, studies media. And Mm -hmm. specifically, children and uh, their media use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Not Victor Raskin. Not Raskin. Sorry, I got him mixed up. But he did studies on uh, how media affect kids, and they would ask questions about like which movies affected you. And for the longest time, the number one answer was The Wizard of Oz
1: oh. and those
0: creepy Clint flying monkeys. old, old
1: dude probably yeah. asking these questions uh, in the 60s and 70s. Time. <laughs> and
0: 80s but yeah. The, um, and but you're
1: right The Wizard of Oz was a was, scary movie and
0: those monkeys they're horrifying. And the witch and the way she yeah. dies she yeah. melts into a puddle yeah. of goo.
1: <laughs> the laughing.
0: Um, but uh, uh, a couple other movies that uh, that hit me and the, and the movie for my son was Monster House. Really? Yeah. No kidding! I wouldn't guess that one. Movie. Movie. Yeah. We watched that with him. I was like, "This is not even a kids' movie." Yes.
1: <laughs> this is horrifying. It, my wife's younger brother was completely freaked out by The Dark Crystal. Couldn't yeah. watch the whole thing. It's a movie full of Muppets. Yeah. Nope, couldn't do it. It's got
0: an uncanny valley effect uh, yeah. in there, yeah. and uh, so Pet Cemetery. Yes, great Wait, Wait, one with the original one. Yeah. With Zelda up in the attic, who's kind of does that creepy walk thing. And then there was a movie that freaked me out when I was a kid, and I've gone back to see it, and it was it's awful, like it's awful. But the movie Dolls, yes, yes, Dolls. Yes, it was yes. like around the same time that Ghoulies came out, yeah, Dolls was out, and it was and around. and uh, and
1: um, Puppet Master or. Yeah. Yeah, whatever the... Uh... And then there was one that came out around the same time period, and I was hesitant Wishmaster. to go. Wishmaster, there you go. I was hesitant to go to it, but it was called The People Under the Stairs, because I've had this irrational fear, especially of basement stairs that yeah. don't have the backs on the risers. Yeah. It's just the treads. That they're going to grab you. with open. Something's going to grab you, right? So the, the, the title, People Under the Stairs, when I finally watched that movie, I was actually kind of disappointed, because it's not scary at all. It's it, it, not even a little... Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. But The Evil Dead... Yeah. Holy, but be- Jesus!
0: Yeah. So if you uh, if you're listening to this uh, and you want to chime in with uh, movies that traumatized you as a child, go they, ahead. They can and write that in the comments. Yeah, that's, that's a fun conversation that's to a have. Great conversation. Childhood trauma.
1: Childhood trauma. Uh, uh, Star Hilarious. Wars, Return of the Jedi. The second <laughs> the second movie that we tried to watch like uh, not yeah. too long after the Dark Crystal with my my brother, soon to be brother-in-law at the time. He couldn't watch that either, especially when uh, Luke's down in the pit with the big uh, 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 that monster, sure. that monster in the pit. He left the theater. He walked the out. Sarlacc. Sarlacc. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, my, yeah.
0: And my wife had said, uh, "Wrath of Khan," where they stick the centipede type thing in, in the his guy his ear to control his mind, yeah, control his mind, mind and she freaked out, Freaked yeah, her
1: out. All
0: right, so let's chat about Alien and do some movie facts yeah, right here. This movie is rated R. It's sci-fi horror, directed by Ridley Scott. Oh, I love Ridley it! Scott. was his second movie, hmm. and he also had done movie. He's done a, a bunch of movies that so are many of, of were of note: Blade Runner, GI. Jane, <laughs> I included that because it wouldn't be on the list. Uh, but I liked G.I. Yeah. Jane. But Gladiator, The yes, Martian. Yes. Yeah. He has a few awards. Yeah. A nine two, Academy nine, Awards, right, nine. personally. Yeah. Written by Dan O'Bannon, who also wrote The Return of the Living Dead, well, which is in, in It is in Pantheon. Mm-hmm. And he wrote Total Recall, which I love that movie.
1: Yeah. The Schwarzenegger uh, version.
0: The Schwarzenegger version. Uh, I was watching the Netflix special on Arnold this afternoon. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it was good. Was it was it good. interesting. I yeah. haven't started that one. I just finished. I wasn't expecting to watch finished. four
1: hours on Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. today, but I did. I I just finished watching FUBAR over the week, the, yeah. the last weekend, and uh, that's Schwarzenegger's little series, and while it's while it's cheesy and very Schwarzenegger, I liked it. You liked it. I did. Uh,
0: so, the story written by Dan O'Bannon and Ronald Shusett, produced by Gordon <laughs> Carroll, David <laughs> Geiler. And Walter Hill. Cinematography by Derek Van Lint, who also did X-Men. Mm-hmm. And edited by Terry Rawlings, who has a wide array of movies, including Yentl, Goldeneye, and your personal favorite,
1: oh, The Core. Oh, it's such a... It's so close to my heart. I love this movie. Such a good, movie. bad movie. Good, bad movie. Bad, good movie.
0: Uh, edited also with Terry Rawlings, Peter Weatherly. Music... And I, this is going to be longer than normal because when I opened this guy's Wikipedia page, it was like a whole Wikipedia database yep. on this guy. Yep. Jerry Goldsmith, and this is just from his Wikipedia page. It says, he composed scores for five films in the Star Trek franchise Ooh. and three in the Rambo franchise, as well as for Logan's Run, Planet of the Apes, Tora, Tora, Torah, Patton, Chinatown, Alien, Poltergeist, Medicine Man, Gremlins, Hoosiers, Total Recall, Air Force One, L.A. Confidential, Mulan, and The Mummy. And also, oh. throwing in the list, he did Rudy! Rudy! The 13th warrior, which has a phrase that I like, I don't, I I remember some of the movie, but there's one line in there where he's like, these Viking types are talking to this uh, Muslim guy who's out of place in the Nordic realm. He's a warrior and uh, he can't drink because uh, he's like, "I, I can't drink. And the, he also no, rides a
1: dainty little Arabian yeah, horse with his, yeah.
0: with his scimitar. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they gave him something and he said, My lips shall never touch the the, the fruit of the vine or, or, or like uh, of grapes. Yes. And they start laughing and, Tis made from honey! Ha ha ha! And that line haunts me and lives rent right free in my head. I don't know why. I do. He did the Lorax. Well, no, that was after the fact. And Goodwill Hunting, Aww. and others. So, Jerry Goldsmith, very uh, just a, 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 a just a, a, a very widely written uh, composer, uh, prolific is the word I was looking for. Production by Twentieth Century Fox and Brandywine Productions, distributed by Twentieth Century Fox. And this movie really does hold up well, by the way. Uh, and I was reminded how old it was when I heard the 20th Century Fox opening, which was the, like, it's like, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. like, oh, this is old. All right. (laughs) And now, a word from our sponsors. This was released May 25, 1979, U.S. wide and has a runtime of 116 minutes, almost two hours long for the theatrical
1: version. That's right.
0: And there's a director's cut that's like three
1: hours and 20 minutes long. Which there's a little debate here because Ridley Scott says the theatrical version is the director's cut, but the 20th Century Fox says that the director's cut has extra scenes including finding the, the uh, pilot, uh, the captain, and another, another uh, character as being converted into eggs and also a sex scene. But whatever.
0: Fun stuff right there. This movie is starring Tom Skerritt, Sigourney Wiener, Veronica Cartwright, mm. Harry Dean Stanton, John Hurt, Ian Holm, and Yafet Koto. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Love me some Tom Skerritt. The very generic vanilla synopsis from IMDb says, The crew of a commercial spacecraft... Encounter a deadly life form after investigating an unknown transmission. That
1: tells you nothing about this movie. (laughs) You're
0: like, oh, that sounds interesting. I think
1: I'll watch that.
0: (laughs) All right, let's look at ratings on IMDb. This has an 8.5 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes flying over the roof with a 98% fresh, 94% audience score. Mm -hmm. So there are pages and pages of positive reviews, but what I did was I grabbed one fresh... Right, because you the know hundreds. you're find hundreds of them, and there was three negative reviews in whole, in the whole pot, but they came from interesting sources. Right. Not they didn't come from some backwater. Not right. nothing. It's not. Billy, there are Billy some Billy Bob's <clears throat> hillbilly review. No, these are some notable sources. Yeah. But top of the pops, Grant Watson, Fiction Machine. <laughs> just speaking Spe- of. Speaking of backwater
1: <laughs> papers, I'm sorry. Or websites. Yeah
0: uh rate says fresh says alien is one of those films so familiar with audiences and so widely and unconditionally liked that it is easy to forget exactly how and why it is as effective a film as it
1: is you know one of the negative reviews you found is from frank rich from time magazine time magazine is rotten it is depressing to watch an expensive, crafty movie that never soars beyond its cold desire to score the big bucks. Who
0: hurt you, Frank Rich? You know, honestly, <laughs> and, and it's
1: not that I disagree with Frank's opinion, because movies are subjective, but I never saw this as a movie trying to score big bucks. This was early on yeah. in Ridley Scott's career. He was just trying to make films that inspired him. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, this
0: wasn't the... 27th marvel movie to come out that they're just like cranking yeah. out the hits uh, yeah. to and, keep things alive and this thing or disney doing live action exactly things to keep, just to remake the same yeah, thing to keep their done. Uh, to keep their copyright active
1: yeah but also uh you know th- this movie uh this this movie inspired an entire franchise and many of the films in the franchise including both alien and the predator side of it which, of course, they became you know, one and story. And then the Prometheus side yeah, of now, Yeah, and Prometheus as well as a whole separate branch. You know. They outperformed Alien yeah. sometimes 10 or 12 to 1. So from the
0: Chicago Reader, uh, you've got Dave Kerr. This mm-hmm. is the second rotten one that says, an empty-headed horror movie with nothing to recommend it beyond the disco-inspired art direction and some handsome, Im- if gimmicky, cinematography. Ouch. You
1: know, Vincent Canby from the New York Times. From the New
0: York Times. I'm not, sure if, not Times. sure if you've
1: heard of the New York Times. Yeah. It says, These things no longer surprise or tantalize us as they once did. In a very short time, science fiction films have developed their own jargon that's now become a part of the grammar. Like the word spaceship? I don't know.
0: Like, like alien?
1: Like, like acids for blood? Yeah. I I,
0: molecular acid? <laughs> All right. So... Uh, Metacritic reviews, 89 is what the the aggregate score is for this, based on 34 different reviews. And Mm. it had five perfect 100 reviews from different sources, one of which was Peter Bradshaw, The Guardian, where it says editors Terry Rawlings and Peter Weatherly cut the film so cleverly so that we never
1: have a clear notion of what the alien... Actually looks like until the very last shot. Yeah, in fact, until I watched uh, Aliens or even Alien 3, I still didn't know what the Alien looked like. They were allowed, essentially they gave themselves the ability to add detail to the Alien yeah. as they went along. So, you know, from the Metacritic, you know, the hoi polloi. The hoi polloi. A 9.0 rating out of 1,261 uh, yays, 31 uh, and 38 negatives. Uh, yep. see below. Yeah, was a CB analog. analog? CB analogs? Have I? Gave it a 10. This film is so meticulously constructed and all of its components fit together almost perfectly. Creepily placed, wonderfully acted, and menaced throughout, Alien is one of the best films ever made. And
0: and just to reiterate, creepily paced.
1: Yeah. And I loved that phrase. Yep.
0: Uh, cause as I was, I was watching it that I was, I, I, I was like, this is slow moving panic. Yeah. Right. Right. Like that's the, so. are like,
1: oh, we should get out of here. Well, then we should divide up one by one and go hunt for the thing woo! that kills people. All right. And there wasn't a lot uh, of negative ones that were listed. Did you find one? Movie
0: guys. Oh, I know those guys. Yeah. The, the, our rivals. <laughs> <laughs> movie, guys, movie uh, guys gave it a one except Aww. for the occasional jump scene this movie was slow ponderously directed and banal
1: I always say banal in my head I always yeah. say it wrong
0: <clears throat> nothing really happened in it except for a couple of climax scenes it was nothing more than average
1: fare I'm not sure movie guys movie guys watched the same movie but I you know, know again movie. it's subjective yeah, maybe yeah, that's both of them I have a treat for you my friend
0: wait I have a treat for no you way. before we leave the hoi polloi, and we have not seen this gentleman for a long time. Or lady,
1: we don't know. Or
0: lady, I don't know. But even
1: so, but we, we have.
0: Don't get y- y- d- it. You d- know who it is? It's d- it. D- spangle, Spangle's back. Spangle, guess who's spangle, back? Spangles, Spangle, Spangle's back. All right, Spangle gave this a nine. Oh, no? this was written in 2014, so right. uh, Spangle wrote this uh, uh, a couple of years ago. So uh, <coughs> says the film is a little a slow decade. in the beginning, but once everything kicks in, my God, is this ever a great thrill ride? Thrilling, terrifying, exciting. It's stunning to think that this one came out in 1979, since it still works perfectly today, except for the smoking. Yeah. That yeah, was a weird yeah, that's thing. That's definitely a thing in a spaceship. The acting is solid. The thrills are ever present. The script is great. There's nothing really much wrong with Alien. However, the real star of the set is the real star is the set and production design. The planet they go to is brilliantly put together. The ship is done very well. The alien is masterfully done. And definitely the face of terror it claims to be. There's no disappointment at all when we first see the alien since it is so well done and fits our imagination of what it looks like and more. Undeniably timeless, Alien is a classic in every sense of the world. In every, word. I think he means word, and truly lives up to the hype. of must watch for anybody who has yet to see it. Spangle, welcome back. It's, Thank you, Spangle. Oh man, Spangle, it's been a long time. Love to hear from you. Oh, Spangle. All right, let's move over to the AV comments section on Facebook page. Right here on the
1: Facebooks. All right, why don't you start us off? Yeah, Brandon Falk. It's a favorite here on our Facebook group. It says, next to The Thing, I think this is one of the greatest sci-fi horror films of all time. It it subverts stereotypes and establishes Sigourney Weaver as a complete force to be reckoned with. The costume and creature design is iconic. The soundtrack is iconic. The whole aesthetic is... Iconic. Iconic. And there are scenes in this movie that I consider to be some of the best pieces of film of all time. The chest bursting scene alone makes this film pantheon.
0: Should <gasps> mm. get the next one too?
1: Sure, William L. Wade. I keep wanting to put yeah. Junior on the end. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why.
0: It feels like a Junior should be there. Yeah.
1: But anyway, it's definitely right up there with Spaceballs. That's By the high way, praise. That's I, high praise. That is high praise. <laughs> I love Spaceballs.
0: We have to turn it from blow to suck. Uh, Bill Wheat says, I didn't have to think about this at all. Right after Star Wars brought the nerds front and center, there was a boom of knockoff sci-fi on the landscape. But Ridley Scott had a different vision. One way more dark. A movie 44 years old that still delivers the same jolts to the new viewers today. Absolutely the best.
1: Wolvie Rules says, Yes. It's a sci-fi horror classic that had the most iconic alien design. Giselle Butler. This is a
0: no-brainer, in my opinion. Laugh out loud. She said, emo lol, with an uh, emoji of an alien face. I don't know what that means, because I'm not a kid. And then a gif, or a jif. You say jif, you say and nope, I say GIF. gif. No, no, I say cause gif. Because it's
1: graphic interface. It's graphic. Yeah, not Jurassic. Not not Jurassic era.
0: Of an alien queen saying, yes.
1: So Bill Allen says, so my first question is, wait, alien isn't Pantheon?
0: George West says, this is an absolute slam dunk like Goodfellas. Oh, Oh, wait. Oh, I see what you did there, George West. You salty, salty, salty salty
1: dog. Scott Hurliska says, just a gif, just a gif rainbow horse. Yes.
0: And Rachel Planiga also said, I honestly thought that Alien was already Pantheon with a crying, laughing emoji.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, now the exciting time for all the accountants and finance
1: wizards. All the bookkeeping folks <coughs> in the world. Receipts! Receipts. See, it's nice to compare how movies do across time, but also, you know, we, we compare their, uh, their budget. Compare it to their income rates and so on. So, let's get us started there.
0: So, we're looking at Alien. Came out June 22, 1979. Again, about an hour and 20 minutes long by Ridley Scott. Production budget was 11 million back in the day. Domestic gross was 81.9 million worldwide. Made 106.3 million. The average ticket price in 1979 was two dollars and forty-seven cents. That is important because we use that in a calculation. We do. That is our trademarked, Tra- registered, copyrighted. copyrighted, yeah, patented, patented, uh, reg- Rub-
1: rubber-stamped.
0: Yes, yeah, the, the the like there's guys. Guarding it, like yep. who are just big, beefy, giant is it, necks.
1: It's it, it a bank vault in the basement of a Las Vegas casino. It's,
0: it's called the Butts in Seats Index. Or the BSI. The BSI, or the B-I-S-I, as some people call it. Uh, yeah, but the I I don't know. Like, so, uh, what this does is it allows us to compare movies across years by taking the ticket price. And, so we use that. We divide, then... The domestic gross Mm -hmm. by the average ticket price of that year, Mm -hmm. as defined by box office. Mojo is where we get a standard for all of them.
1: One of our non paying
0: sponsors. One of our non paying sponsors. And the BSI for this movie is thirty three point two million.
1: Now, when do we compare that? Like, okay, it's a guy said number thirty three point two, but it's got to be compared to some sort of. Uh, so we use reference. Uh, We use this, and everybody knows it: the Fight Club well, standard. Of course, everyone knows which is seven point
0: three million <laughs> millions, butts so, and seats. Yes. So, and this is about four and a half times larger than the Fight Club <laughs> yeah. standard. Yeah,
1: you know, and and if you go by the Fight Club standard. And you can compare other movies using the Fight Club standard. Yeah, then that then, then works out well. So, what do we compare this to? Well, I tell you something. I came up with uh, uh, five different comparisons. I started with something that uh, someone else actually referred to already, which is The Thing, which came out June twenty fifth, nineteen eighty two. One hundred nine minutes, directed by John Carpenter, a classic scary monster movie type director. He had a budget uh, production budget of fifteen million back in nineteen eighty two. Domestic gross, 19.6 in the same worldwide. So it made his money back. Uh, wasn't a huge box office, but is is today uh, listed in the lists of very good monster scary movies. And Pantheon. And is Pantheon. Uh, average ticket price in that year was $2.94 for a BSI of 6.7. Close to just, the Fight Club standard. Just
0: shy of the Fight Club standard. And the Fight Club standard is not saying uh, movies that did... Tremendously well. Fight Club didn't not do nope. tremendously nope. well at the box office. Uh-uh. It made most of its money later, in DVD, VHS, and DVD sales. Yes, it did. So, um, <clears throat> we also compare this to Event Horizon. That Came was out.
1: less watched, but a very good movie. I enjoyed yeah. that movie.
0: August, it, it, very interesting concept is the we've discovered hyper travel but we also bad news we have to travel through hell mm-hmm. to get there so
1: uh we'll yeah. go crazy as we arrive
0: august 15 1997 it came out 96 minutes tight paul ws anderson not to be confused with wes
1: anderson or paul are they four other paul anderson's who are also yeah. directors uh
0: resident evil and alien versus present pre- predator so he a did. connection back there <clears throat> Production budget sixty million dollars in ninety-seven. Domestic gross twenty six point seven million <coughs> worldwide it made about the same. Oh. It may have made money back in yeah. uh, sales afterwards, Probably. but it was a it was a rough one. Average ticket price in nineteen ninety seven was four dollars and fifty nine cents. So giving this
1: a BSI of five points. 8 million you know next uh we have the fly the fly not the old help me but like but but the, the newer one right The jeff goldberg the jeff goldblum one so uh Goldblum, bloom gold bloom goldblum goldblum what did i say i said goldberg oh which was wow not, that's that was, not right no that was the was a TV like, show the goldbergs yes but that's like calling you doug uh, uh proud pr-
0: pr- prude
1: prude prude The Fly came out on August 15th, 1986. 96 minutes. Directed by David Cronenberg, who did Scanners, The Dead Zone. Uh, Production budget was 15 million. Domestic gross was 40.5 million. Worldwide, 60.6 million. With an average ticket price in 1986 of $3.71. That's a BSI of 10.9 million. About almost 50% better. Than the Fight Club standard. And
0: as we're watching along, 6.7 million for The Thing, 5.8 million for mm-hmm. Event Horizon, 10.9 mm-hmm. million, which for a movie that was uh, widely regarded as well. Yeah. Uh, all not doing great. Alien, still sitting at the top at 33 point, 33. 2 million, Yeah, Pretty good. Seats, Predator. Predator. So, which did better, Alien or Predator? Well, and, you know, we didn't know at the time how connected these stories may yeah. be, right? So, June 12, 1987, 120 Minutes Long by John McTiernan. Also did Die Hard in, More one in October. More than Die Production budget of $15 million. He had a domestic gross of 59700000 Worldwide, ninety-eight point three million.
1: That's the Schwarzenegger effect right there.
0: Average ticket price, three dollars and ninety-one cents in nineteen eighty-seven. Given this, a BSI of fifteen point three million, half. Half of what Alien did. Half.
1: Yeah. So uh, finally, and this is uh, a movie that I, it's near and dear to my heart because I really liked this movie. I was surprised. Uh, I have not seen this movie. It's a it's a Ryan Reynolds. I know, and I've uh, seen. I think I've seen commercials and maybe, yeah. but yeah. But it doesn't quite ha- it has some classic Ryan Reynolds snark, but it's not about him. Yeah. actually, uh, it's called Life. Life came out March twenty fourth, twenty seventeen. I wanted to get some newer movies in our mix here. Uh, 104 minutes directed by Daniel Espinosa who did Morbius and Genius Stake Genius Alex. movie
0: Morbius it's <laughs> morbin time
1: <laughs> production budget of 58 million uh, domestic gross 30.2 million but worldwide 100.5 million there you go but we base it on domestic gross here our VSI so average ticket price that year 2017 was $8.97 for a movie ticket giving it a BSI of 3.4, less than half the Fight Club standard. So Alien did, did well. Did very to well. well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It did very well. Does that mean it's Pantheon? No, 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 not no. Necessarily. That's not necessarily. No, 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 no. But it's uh, just saying, like, m- movies, did well. Movies that sell a lot of tickets are not necessarily Pantheon movies. They could be just, you know, uh, your run-of-the-mill m- major uh, box office uh, photocopy machines.
0: Who knows? So, before we get to our deep dig, looking at the nomination and talking about other things uh, regarding the movie. I have a plastic bag. We have a plastic bag right here of on mystery. the table. And uh, this is uh, that the, the people who nominate these movies, are yeah. council members. Mr. Matthew this Will time. also uh, send along, what would you call
1: it? Uh, uh, gifts? Nah, wait, hold on. Uh, Bribes. bribes yeah, yeah they're, they're bribes. bribes
0: they're definitely bribes uh, it, which is odd because uh, our our votes most of the time most don't of matter don't even count. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, i mean no.
1: yeah but we do talk about their movie yeah we do we do yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, what what is in that plastic so bag so i here? have this bag it's it's hard to see through it it's something kind of i mean it looks a, it looks a little scary. Wow. How do we even what's, open? Oh, I see. I got to pull the pull the tape off. Of what's this. going on? Uh, oh. oh no! Oh, oh, my God. Oh, oh, oh. It is a giant uh, alien in the form of what pops out of his chest. It's the chest it basically burster. Looks like a giant worm with an ugly kid's face on one hand and teeny tiny little T Rex arms. <laughs> It's a stuffed <laughs> alien chestburster. <laughs> that is
0: this is precious. awesome.
1: Thank you very much. I love you. I
0: like, know. I'm going to bite you. <laughs> <laughs> Come over here and let me nibble.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Thank you.
0: Oh, uh, what was the what was the uh What was the movie that came out and was, Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. Hello, my ragtime gal. Is 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 that that a a movie or is that on family guy?
1: No, you're right. No, that was Ice Pirates, wasn't (laughs) it? With the space herpy? I don't know. (laughs) There was was one movie where it pops out and it starts singing
0: ragtime gal. I think that's Ice Pirates. Uh, Oh, man. All right. Thank you very much, Matthew, for that. Um, So, uh, Matthew had... uh, uh, a nice long write-up, and I didn't trim it down that much because I, I liked what he had to say, and I wanted to include a bunch of it in here. So let, let's read through his nomination. It says, I'm Matthew Wade. Hereby nominate Alien for Pantheon Consideration. Alien is one of my favorite franchises, and it all starts here. Alien's visual word world building is spectacular. H.R. G- uh, Geiger's xenomorph design is... Pantheon all by itself. The xenomorph cycle, also borrowing from parasitic insects, is so well constructed from facehugger to chestburster to full-grown adult. Its homeworld is nearly as terrifying. Low oxygen, high winds, heavy fog, rocky terrain make it very inhospitable to humans and also scary to watch because you Mm -hmm. can't see what's going on. Mm -hmm. The imposing space jockey ship is creepy and awesome as it is fossilized. space jockey itself... Designed by Ron Cobb, the Nostromo is equally imposing and heavily detailed with from the computers and hypersleep chambers to the landing claw chamber where Brett meets his end to the intricate wall texturing in all parts of the ship and director Ridley Scott and cinematography Derek VanLint filmed the heck out of everything using low light, low angles, wide shots, and long takes to generate fear and suspense. Jerry Goldsmith's score adds another layer of suspense as it turns, foreboding, wondrous, and mysterious, always beautiful. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> Dan O'Bannon, his screenplay from the story by O'Bannon and Russell Ronald Shusett is perhaps the most beautiful aspect of the film. On the surface, Alien is a slasher film set in space as the Xenomorph kills the Nostromo's crew one by one. However, while Xenomorph is formidable ang- a formidable antagonist, the company is a true villain. Corporate greed trumps human life. And I like how the script's small detail convince us to care about these humans, whether they're sharing a meal, arguing about bonus pay, and looking forward to returning home.
1: The cast is great at portraying this human crew and has particularly great chemistry as a unit. As for Weaver, she establishes that Ripley is a woman who truly cares about the crew and about following ship protocol, and she won't put up with any bullshit excuses. Weaver's fear, anger, and grief are palpable, and this turmoil of emotions firmly establishes Ripley as sympathetic. Even more impressive is how Weaver is simultaneously afraid of the xenomorph and calm under pressure during the final face-off, face-off aboard the
0: Narcissus, narcissus
1: ship. ship. Is Alien perfect? Maybe not, as the, questions, as the characters make questionable decisions and some of the practical visual effects don't entirely hold up during the xenomorph's final confrontation with Dallas. I've always found the jazz, jazz hands, hands to be a bit cheesy. But it's still phenomenal as perhaps the best science fiction horror film alongside 1982's The Thing and 1993's Jurassic Park, which I considered for a comparison, by the way, Mm -hmm. which are already in Pantheon. I think Alien's a no-brainer for Pantheon, but I'm excited to read critiques from the guest voter and the other council members. Let the eighth round commence! All right, so let's dive into Alien, and we'll
0: start by talking about uniquenesses, challenges, insights.
1: So go ahead. So I tell you something. For nineteenth, so for current modern films, uh, uniqueness—it's hard to find like uniqueness in Alien. But if you take yourself back to when Alien was actually produced, mm-hmm. it was incredibly unique from the way it was marketed to just the some of the things that Matthew just spoke about, like just filming the detail. Like I've always been fascinated by the the multiple levels of detail of structure on the ship's walls. Like, why is there a bump there? What does that cover? What is this hatch for? I, they never open it. I don't no. know what that is. Uh, and those sort of things just weren't in movies. In Star Wars, which came out a few years before, there were these incredible ships, but if you really go back and look at A New Hope, for example, what you see is some of the exact same texture being used again and again and again and again and again where they just sort of put it up against yeah. multiple walls. And the Nostromo is not built that way. Every room has texture structures, nooks and crannies for storage the way you would, if you really think about it, in some sort of uh, long-term travel spaceship. And uh, I think that was an incredible uniqueness of the film was the attention to that level of detail of something that would, like a science fiction nerd, an engineer would look at that and go, yeah, I totally get why that's there. That was one. The second thing is, while the alien uh, is killing people, it's not evil. It's an animal behaving the way it's, it's doing its thing. Doing its, thing. It's, just, it's designed to replicate itself, to exist, just like any other creature on Earth would. Yeah, on, it's a tiger. Yeah, it's not, it, you can't say that it, that's evil. It's just feeding what will be its babies eventually, right? uh it's a it's a it's a drone from a hive but by itself still out there collecting nectar and stinging anybody who gets too close mm-hmm. uh, uh so it's and i interesting. think the fact
0: on that note is that i've seen movies where they withhold showing the monster mm. because it's so low budget or it's so not well done that right. they don't really want to show how bad the, how bad the, the monster the, actually yeah, looks right um that the uh uh movie Mm rodents uh Mm -hmm. one of my favorite good bad movies that has just it's like a guy in a mascot costume of a giant rat and it's like awful uh or there's the movie uh beast or the beast i think that um the monster doesn't look bad but it's just like they they withhold showing it but then when you do see it you're like meh in this movie they withhold showing it which is spooky and then
1: when they do show it, it's terrifying, right? And the fact that you saw it as the little chest burster, right? Yeah. I mean, the face hugger is already freaky. Yeah. And then, and then, but the guy wakes up. And then, the chest, and then the chest terrifying. burster is terrifying. And it's this little thing that comes out looking like a worm with a weird yeah. face, right? Five minutes later, maybe it's seven, and I realize in the Stromo time that might be later that day or the next day. It is a seven foot. Yeah monster that looks like it's made out of titanium yeah it has two mouths and it's and got molecular
0: acid blood
1: yeah and and even its saliva is essentially deadly yeah, yeah. oh my gosh
0: so um I also a, a thing something that is a uniqueness of this is that um, it's not this movie is the only one that has it, but this definitely has an incredibly well-rounded female character. Oh yeah, and um, which at the time was was rough it, this like, kind of a movie. Even even today, it's rough to have a fully-fledged female character, especially one that's in a sl- essentially a slasher film. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then. You have somebody who is the voice of reason at the beginning. Mm-hmm. That she's like, "Don't open the door." Don't open Protocol the door. says no, and then like they do open. But the also, door. she's like,
1: uh, "You realize, by law, you're going to get a full share." Yeah,
0: right? yep. So, but she also is not just a damsel in distress, even mm-hmm. though she gets afraid, and she's also not. A, an emotionless killing machine right who's just a parody of the Terminator but mm-hmm. a female mm-hmm. that that she's just very well-rounded and she's not talking about relationships but she is sexy yeah right so like it, like that was, it was just it was a well-rounded character they're full-on human and the and rest of the characters are also right and you well-rounded think individuals. About who would
1: they send out into these multi-year space? Uh, missions. Uh, this was a commercial, basically a giant, a giant, uh, giant uh, semi truck. Right? Yeah. But but who would they send on these missions? They have to be someone who's mentally, physically tough, and so on and so forth. So all the characters are those things, even though they're all unique characters. So
0: and I'll uh, I'll, I'll say something and I'll pick on a movie for a second, sure. and I'll probably get in trouble for it Uh-oh. from the boss. Uh-oh. But, uh oh. But there's a movie out there that is Pantheon called Fright Night, uh. and uh it has a cast of characters and a bunch of them are great sure. But there is one character uh-huh. where i watch it and i'm like what is evil doing on the screen what is he even <laughs> is he how is he a part of this same movie whose nephew is this guy yeah so and um th- that's not going to be new to anybody who's watched Frightened. you're like yeah no evil's goofy um but he does kind of stick out, and I've seen other movies like this before, where you have an ensemble cast, and across the board, like lots of them are great,
1: right? But then one of them is like, <laughs> "What? Were, yeah, you, you're somebody's cousin, right?" I always think of it as they're the Shaggy.
0: Yeah. In
1: the Scooby Doo movies, Shaggy fits. In any other genre, why is Shaggy there?
0: <laughs> so this movie had
1: had well rounded characters that way. Yeah. Um, you know the the other female uh, character on the on the Nistromo, yeah. uh, she doesn't have that much part in the story, but the part she has, uh, even her character, is rounded. And you have a bit of information about why she's reacting the way she is or why she's behaving the yeah. way she is. So, um, Some of this will bleed into any of the other discussion that we'll have.
0: Uh, did you have anything, anything to add on uniquenesses, challenges, well, insights?
1: Challenges. For yeah. Me? One of the challenges of this film... Is that while they did wait to show the alien, they played around a bit with uh, with with reality that makes no sense. Like why is there gravity on this ship, yeah. or why does the alien grow to seven feet tall in essentially a day? Yep. When it took two days to get the face hugger off the guy, right? To even generate the chest burster. Uh, so that's kind of weird. Um, there's a lot of things, there's some challenges about this movie that some people would nitpick uh, as to how it functions, right? Uh, um, Was Mother actually a thing or was it the synthetic... It was like a computer, right? Yeah, Yeah. but was it actually the synthetic guy the entire time? How do they have a synthetic, functional, you can't tell that it's not a human character? Mother is this bunch of LEDs that doesn't even speak English hardly. Yeah. These things don't kind of go yeah. together, right? So uh, uh, there's some challenges. Internal there, consistency internal challenges. Internal consistency challenges. But I over—I've overlooked them over the years because yeah. because I saw this in 1979. But also now that I look at it in modern times, I'm kind of like, Ugh.
0: and it, like now I don't I don't go along with this. But the the uh, there will be some who watch this and have. An expectation about what an action movie should look like, sure, and how is not how it should be paced, movie. and this is not an action movie. Never was This is a suspense movie, be. but if you're looking, if you're looking for an action film, it it, it might be the it might be uh, it might be a little slow for you. Yes. So. Uh, let's do a breakdown right here. You bet. And apologies to anybody listening that we're just a little chatty tonight that I haven't seen my friend in a couple of weeks. and I, uh, This you is the really, first time... Is he going to be here today? This is the first time my dear friend across the table, I love him to death so much. <laughs> I haven't seen him in weeks, so I'm just a chatty little kid right now. We're chatty caties. Yes. Uh, breakdown, standout moments, acting and casting. We, talk, we We were talking about some of this. Anything
1: yep. to add on that? You know, um, I... I the only thing that I have to add is I now in hindsight, with the experience of knowledge of what some of these actors that were in this film did afterwards, uh, characters like John Hurt, or I should say actors like John Hurt, underutilized. Yeah, completely underutilized. Did a great job. He could have done more. Uh, and some actors were overutilized. A couple of the mechanics. Of the the one the the real tall uh, uh, African American mechanic. Had a big part in the movie, lots of lines and stuff. And he's great. But his cohort is, in my personal opinion, one of the top ten actors of all time. Like, he was the dad in Pretty in Pink. He's been so many things. And he was kind of relegated to the sidekick that goes, yeah, yeah, most of the movie, right? So, uh, I don't know how they could have known what these guys were capable of back in the day. But that's the, that's the one thing that I would say, God, they might have miscast a couple people. But I also heard about some other names that would have been cast. We'll get those in the trailer yeah. We'll get those a little and bit later. And those were a little surprising. Yeah. Tom Skerritt, however, nailed that one. Yes. And uh, that dude just, he is that guy. Directing and editing. Uh, we've talked about directing and editing. And I, editing think like I think it was great. And it was edited. Well. Uh, it was just, it was cut so... The, the cleanly slow and then that some people pacing that some people complain about was absolutely intentional
0: yeah 100%. a hundred percent it's the slow tapping incredible. of the uh, the telltale heart yeah. right almost just, chinese
1: water torch it just today. it
0: just just keeps going so now so as far as directing and editing that that is something uh that i think is a standout for I sure agree.
1: screenplay and story well, you know, uh, O'Bannon uh, did this, and, and it was a great book when it was written, great story when it was written, and, and uh, the screenplay followed it pretty closely, actually. And and I actually like it quite a bit, so I'm not sure I have any complaints there.
0: I thought the dialogue was, uh, yep. and, and the arc of the story played I out well. love the little
1: side bits about how much, let's, let's adjust our bonuses, or let's pay yep. for our... Like, I thought all that stuff was interesting, not distracting. You know, in, in just for an example, the pacing... Another movie that had very similar pacing was 2001 A Space Odyssey, and I thought that pacing actually became a bit of a drag on that film, especially the first couple times I watched it, um, when I wasn't really looking for things that were more like, you know, what did you do that was super cool yeah. here, just the story itself. Um, but these, the, there was always something going on and the little side bits. They weren't only talking about moving the story forward, they were also talking about what was happening sort of in their life, and I thought that was pretty cool.
0: We chatted a little bit about this already with cinematography and locations that I thought top-notch, mm-hmm. and the ship was just gorgeous, mm-hmm. and I, I also love the fact that like, it it had, it was a different ship than Star Wars, right? 100%. That, that this
1: was and a, Star Trek. Work,
0: a workman Yeah, and, and Star, Star, Star Trek. Trek. This is a workman ship. Star
1: Trek relied on things like moving lights <clears throat> and uh, panels that move without you doing anything and things like that. Uh, this was like was a fine. big rig in space. This was a big rig with like little cubbies and storage. I, like I have an RV. I have a couple of boats. Yeah. Uh, not not super rich. I just mean, I have a couple of those sort of things. And those are examples of where you find every little cubby and storage spot you possibly can to, to, to hide stuff and put things. The um, score. So I went back. I was looking at the score. I went back on YouTube and looked up uh, score from Alien. And it listed, fifteen twenty. Mm-hmm. And as I played them, I just kind of sampled them. I didn't play through the whole thing. As I played them, I was actually feeling what was happening in the movie when that bit. When that kind of had the same as the Hitchcock feel right? of
0: watching Psycho. Right. There's a yes.
1: There's yes. There's a uh, there's a there's a bit that's just about the It's I think it's actually called the alien planet. And as I listened to it, I was like, yeah, they're they're walking on the planet right now, or they're walking back to the ship, or whatever. There's a the bit where there's one that's called something like uh, Ripley in Trouble or Ripley's Ripley's Escape or something, yeah. and you could just feel it. In fact, in the score is the wah wah yeah. wah from the alarm.
0: I, I, let me let me just say that that section was rough to watch, like because it was this cacophony of sound mm-hmm. as she sets off the the she sets off the the self destruct self destruct yeah auto destruct. But then like you got the alarms going, and then there's there's like gas mains explode like like venting steam and then been... also the strobe lights and yes I, and I was watching it in the dark and I, I had to put my hand in front of my eyes as I'm watching that my entire room just flash Wait, like we... I'm at a midnight r- rave you're going I'm
1: gonna have a seizure you're like stop
0: yeah. stop
1: have you been to uh, Disney World in Florida yeah have you been to Hollywood Studios? Yes. Okay. There's a ride called The Great Movie Ride. It's inside the replica of the Chinese theater. And you just sit in the car and it just takes you through a bunch of movies. There's a whole section. I think they just changed it and it's gone. But there used to be an entire section about Alien where you're on the Nostromo. And uh, the flashing lights, the steam vents, the alarms blaring. And it just sucks you right back to that whole section where she's trying to get away. Special effects and notables. Right. So, for 1979, yeah. I mean, you know, it doesn't look like a plastic model. No. Uh, and the only thing, like, like, I
0: watch it now, and I'm like, this held up very well, except mm-hmm. for what we understand what computers would be like now, mm-hmm. versus the watching the Apple II that um, was like... uh it was know, just so bad. The Tandy.
1: Yeah. Uh, it, but, I mean, it was. best best effects of the time. It was worse. The, the computers on the Nostromo looked like they were worse than the computers on the actual Apollo missions. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, like... Then, like the dot matrix
1: sound. Yeah. Like <laughs> where... It's like this thing's running the ship. And yeah. you're calling it Mother. Is it, yeah. is it on Steam Power? Yeah, what is apparently.
0: It? Um... The yeah, the you got the ship, you got the aliens, you got the, the planet, you've got the design, you've got Yeah like it's got tons of special effects mm, and notables. And notables, yeah. How about X Factor?
1: You know, for me the X Factor of this movie uh is two things. One it was it is my experience of watching it from before and now. So that's that's that like a movie is not Pantheon just because you feel good about it from your childhood. So I gotta set that aside. The other side of the X Factor is actually just the design of the movie and what he was trying to do when he made it. Yeah. Uh, and this movie established his actual like style, yeah. his movie style, and you can see the same things in Gladiator. You can see the same things in yeah. his more modern movies, even. Uh, really, Scott, th- this is how he does a movie. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, I think that is in and of itself an X factor. And and for me, part of the X factor is that. The
0: cultural touchstone of this movie, of the the effect that it had on culture, and there's no. a and there are movies where it's like this had an effect on the culture, but you go back and watch the movie, and you're like, ah, I don't know about that yeah, yeah. this movie, uh, like yeah. it still stands up on its own, right. but also like everybody knows the chest bursting right. joke. In fact, they it's call been it. done It's a, a meme times. now, yeah. right? So there's so many kind of meme concepts mm. that are from this. That, that I mean, other other people have kind of ripped off. Yeah,
1: there's a chest-bursting joke in Liar Liar that's yeah. just like, are you kidding me? He's, yeah. You're referencing Alien, yeah.
0: This movie won uh, an Oscar for Best Effects and mm-hmm. Visual Effects. It also had, just across the board for awards, 18 other
1: wins and 22 nominations. Think about that. Nominated 22 times, won all but four of them. Yeah. Really.
0: And uh, so we've got some trivia tidbits sure. here from IMDb. Uh, it was conceptual artist Ron Cobb who came up with the idea that the alien should have should bleed acid because Dan O'Bannon ran into a wall in the screenplay he was wondering, for the second half of the movie, why don't they just shoot it? But he was like, well, if it had acid blood, they can't just kill it. So mm-hmm. that solved that
1: problem. Got to blow it out the airlock, baby.
0: So the blue laser lights used in the alien ship egg chamber were borrowed from The Who.
1: The <laughs> band was testing out their lasers for their stage show in the soundstage next door. You know, the chest-bursting scene was not filmed in one take, despite the myth. Uh, The scene was filmed twice. On the first take, the chest-burster did not make it through Kane's shirt. So the crew decided they needed to reset and shoot it again. The failed attempt is actually visible in the finished film, since Ridley thought it made it look like the creature was struggling to push its way out and made the scene more violent. Think about it. It's pushing through a cotton shirt. Yeah. It's not just going to tear.
0: On that note, we also have, for the burster sequence, John Hurt, Sir John Hurt, stuck his head, shoulders, and arms through a hole in the mess table, linking up with a mechanical torso that was packed with compressed air to create that forcible exit and lots of animal
1: guts. Wait, actual animal
0: Animal guts, guts, which, according to Sigourney Weaver, caused the set to smell horribly. The rest of the cast were not told that real blood and guts were being used so as to provoke genuine reactions of shock and disgust.
1: Gross. It was gross. So, you know, to get Jones the cat to react fearfully to the descending alien, a German shepherd was placed in front of him with a screen a la indiana jones and the uh, snake between the two so the cat wouldn't see it at first the screen was then suddenly removed to make jones stop advancing and start hissing my favorite part was this
0: is my Your, my favorite
1: part yeah and i laughed out loud
0: was when brett was being killed by the alien and they filmed the cat who was just looking on
1: like he did not care he's like I don't give a hoot. <laughs> I don't give a <laughs> yep. flying
0: whatever. Well, whatever you they, don't eat, I'll have your leftovers, was like, yeah, that's a cat
1: right there. So according to Yafet Koto, Sir Ridley Scott, Sir Ridley Scott, thank you very much, told him to annoy Sigourney Weaver off camera so that there would be genuine tension between their characters. He regretted it because he actually really liked Weaver. So, fun facts about
0: the costume: uh, the alien. Shredded condoms were used to create tendons of the beast's ferocious jaws, and the slime used on the alien was KY jelly. Now, who
1: of us has not already experienced both shredded condoms and KY jelly in the same <laughs> no. day? I think everyone, you all know, every, all a, of our listeners you know what we're all been, about. We've, we've all been, all been
0: there. there. All right, Dan O'Bannon. Dan O'Bannon's original draft title was Starbeast. Yeah, good thing they changed that. But he was never happy with it, so it was only after rereading his script he noted how many times the word alien appeared and realized that was a perfect title. It works as a noun, works as an adjective, it had never been used before. Mm
1: -hmm. Alien. Great. Sir Ridley Scott, again, Sir Ridley Scott, stated that in casting the role of Ripley, it ultimately came down to Sigourney Weaver and... Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. How different would this movie be had Meryl Streep starred oh, as Ripley? There's an alien
0: upon the show. <laughs>
1: oh. Those two actresses had been college mates at Yale, but ultimately Weaver was offered the job because Streep was mourning the death of her partner, John Cazale, at the time of casting.
0: Hmm. Uh, Sir Ridley Scott's original cut was bloodier, but because of the negative reactions to test audiences and the possibility of an X rating, scenes with violence and gore were cut
1: down. Some people say this is a challenge of the film, right? People are being slaughtered, murdered by uh, an animal, right? And so why was it so sanitized? And this is exactly why. Uh, Harrison Ford Turned down the role of Captain Dallas. I'm you know, I love Harrison Ford, but I'm glad he did, because love me sometimes scare it. The special effects techniques at the time weren't sophisticated enough for what Scott had in mind, but he agreed to an actor playing the part after being introduced to Bolaji Bodejo. He was Six feet, ten inches tall, with very thin arms, just what they needed to make the alien look less human and more insect-like.
0: So many uh, producers have professional readers that read and summarize scripts for them. The reader in this case summarized it as, It's like Jaws, but in space. Which is
1: not wrong. It's not wrong. We're going to need a bigger life craft.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's, uh, let's go through some votes here. Sure. Uh, and see what we think. I'm going to guess Matthew says yes. Matthew says yes because he right. nominated it. Uh, that as of this, and I was just looking through the, the Facebook page, that mm-hmm. we've got two other uh, council members who have said yes. and Let me tell you, Kyle. Yes, guess
1: Kyle. Oh, there he Kyle is. Kyle
0: and Brad. Okay. Kyle and Brad both said yes. Now, we don't know about the rest. So, that's three
1: uh, yeses plus the Facebook poll, which, which is, is way over, Overwhelmingly yeah, yes. Yeah,
0: overwhelmingly yes. I'm off, voting yes. Off, off time, oftentimes, it's uh, five to one. Uh, sometimes, mm. with lesser-known
1: movies, it's three to one. This is like 10 This
0: to is one. 180 to 20 right yeah.
1: there. So. right. Um, Wait, so, but there's some people who said, I haven't seen it yet. So,
0: uh, what do you think the council would uh, say? Here? All
1: right. I'm going to guess that this one comes down to eight or nine yeses total.
0: Yeah, and I think it might even go higher. Yeah? Yeah, yeah.
1: Might it be a perfect 11? We uh, haven't seen any no votes yet.
0: We haven't. We haven't. And there's not a lot of no votes, but uh, you never know. But uh, but I, I think this one gets in pretty easy. And I, I, so, I was, you're voting yes. And I'm voting yes. Yeah. yeah and
1: you're voting yes. I am. Um, if they had said aliens, the second yeah. movie
0: or the third or something, I'd have been like, uh, ah, yeah. uh, or alien
1: resurrection. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. But wow, well, I had a hiccup. That was weird. But, um, but, or even AVP or something. Yeah. But this is the one that sets the bar. Yeah. And it, it did a great job in my opinion. I like,
0: agree. It, it, it was
1: solid. Especially for 1979. I mean, seriously, dude. Yeah. Like, seriously they didn't they didn't use the star trek studio or star wars studios to actually produce this thing right they did this yeah so
0: so uh i think it's gonna make it in and i was chatting with my wife tonight and i was she was like what do you think of the movie and i was like this one for me it was an unqualified yes yeah uh i there's other movies that i've been on the fence about and i try to convince myself one way or the other this movie i needed no convincing and it's not that like i came into it with a preconceived notion i kind of thought i might go that direction but i watched it and
1: as i watched it, i'm like man
0: i haven't seen this in a long time and it is
1: just a solid movie you know how i felt about this when i was watching it i felt like, uh, when you and I sat down, and, and when The Godfather was nominated, you and I sat down, and we said, we're going to watch one and two. Yeah. And uh, we're watching one, and I'm going, oh my God, how did I forget all of these things about this movie that make yeah. it? Yeah. Like, just the sets. Yeah. And uh, yeah. even the dialogue and the stupid little stuff, like the orange peel in his mouth to make a monster, and like the little stuff, right? And I was just like, y- y- yes, absolutely. Yeah. We watched two, and I went ah good movie,
0: but I kind of like one better. Everybody like lots of people say like I like two, but like we together
1: we watch it. We're like no, number one. Yeah, Literally. not that two was bad. No, but, but now now Aliens, the second yeah. one, great movie, little more schlock, a little more commercial, a little more yeah. just fun times, uh, but still good. Yeah, and I still think this is the original. Any final thoughts? Uh, no, I mean I think I kind of said it already, but um, I, I I tell you uh, if this doesn't make it, and I will be surprised. I really yeah. will, but uh, and not in a Goodfellas surprised way. Goodfellas yeah. I thought was my maybe on the fence, but uh, this one should be a slam dunk. Honestly, yeah. good yeah. nomination, Matthew.
0: Yeah, thank you for nominating it, uh, and, and I appreciate the, all of the nominations uh, because like I get to watch stuff that. I either haven't seen before or I haven't seen in a while True. or I haven't watched with a critical eye and aliens is alien is one of those. I had not watched it with a critical eye before. Yeah. So I very much appreciate it. Um, that as always, everyone, I hope everyone enjoyed tonight's conversation. Mr. Miggity Mac, where can video land find you? Well, on Facebook primarily. Yeah. And you can find me, Dr. Diamond Doug also on Facebook, uh, and you can find us, Adventures in Video Land, on Instagram, adventuresinvideoland.com. Our website has lots of cool things, but also the conversation always begins and ends on Facebook. So, friends, you've been listening to Criticism in its Finest Hour. Until next time, Video Landers, you are my lucky star. Lucky, lucky Lucky, lucky, you
1: are my lucky star. That's pretty good, but how about this?
0: We We love love you.
1: you.